I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. First, let me thank you for joining me for another week of For the Health of It uh, with Dr. Joe. That's me. I do appreciate that because everybody's so busy in their lives and everybody's running around doing things. In fact, I was just a guest on a show before this show and we were talking about that, how we're getting so crazy in our lives that we don't have time to do basic things like even exercise or even socialize. It's become a big issue. So I do want to thank you for taking time out of your, out of your day. This week, we're going to be discussing men's health. Now, a few weeks ago, I did a show on women's health. It became so popular that I did a second part of it. So there's a lot of things we got to talk about specifically for men and women. And I want you to start, pay attention to this because if you're a man, it's going to address the things that you have to worry about. If you're a woman, this is going to affect all the men that you have in your life. People you work with, people you run into on the subway. I mean, wherever it is, we're going to run into each other. And so you have to understand what's going on so that you can better understand how to deal with these people. Now, I came up with this idea because I saw a really scary headline. And this is another thing we're going to add to the Dr. Joe is right column. If you listen to this show, I've been doing lectures for about 35 years now. And I'll talk about something. And a couple of years later, it becomes mainstream. And I put that in the Dr. Joe is right column. One of the things we talked about years ago was hydrogenated oil. And I remember saying that margarine is going to be a big issue, or any type of hydrogenated oil is going to be an issue for heart disease. And then a few years later, it came out on CNN, big news, that the number one cause of heart disease was margarine hydrogenated oil. So I remember talking to my mom about that, and she said, I'm not sure if you're a nut or a prophet, because all your life, you've kind of known what the trend was going to be, and you were way ahead of the curve. And I said, well, I'm probably a little bit of both, mom. That's, that's where it comes from. But I want you to listen to these shows because these shows, we talk about things that are affecting your health and will become mainstream. A lot of them are mainstream already, but I'm going to give you the, the information before everybody else does. And the reason is I want you, my listeners, to get well and stay well. You're a special group. You're very special to me because you listen to the shows and I want to give you that information so that you're way ahead of the curve because I don't know how many people, countless people, died before they finally came out and said, you know what? Margarine may not be a good thing. Hydrogenated oil may cause heart disease. Now, it does cause heart disease. It can lead to heart disease. So I'm worried about that. So I, I don't want you to say I'm going to wait because I was just a guest on another show. We were talking about that. We were talking about the World Health Organization, and they were talking about uh, declaring gaming uh, an actual disease, and that became a big issue. And, you know, well, this is stupid because it may cause it. It may be an issue. Well, you know what? Take the, don't take the chance. Do the things that are right. So... This article says the human race faces extinction if male sperm count continues to fall worldwide. Sperm quality is reducing, ready for this, 2% a year, according to a study of 124,000 men who were visiting fertility clinics in Europe and the United States. Experts are blaming chemicals and modern lifestyles. And it fo this follows a landmark study last year showing 59% cut in Western sperm counts from 1973 to 2011. This is some serious stuff, folks. Every year, it's getting worse. Sperm count in men are dropping 2%. There's going to come, it's going to bottom out at some point. Now, I've been in practice for a long time. I've been seeing patients for about 35 years. Patients very seldom ever came to me decades ago with issues of trying to get pregnant, with romantic problems. Now, we're seeing it almost every day. 
And I remember the first time it happened several years ago. This guy came in. He must have been six foot six, just built like He-Man, handsome as he can be, tattooed everywhere. The girls were just going crazy when he walked in the room. And he came and says, Doc, I can't function as a man. He says, things don't work like they used to, or like they're supposed to. And he was 24 years old. So it's really scary stuff. So things like pesticides, hormone-disrupting chemicals, stress, smoking, obesity are seen as the causes, along with things like too much alcohol, too much caffeine, too much processed foods like processed meats. Uh, I saw a study the other day that England is the drunkest country in the world. And the people are drunk an average of 52 times a year. That's once a week. We in the States, close second, 50 times a year, the average person is drunk in the United States. Now, that's some scary stuff. And it worries me because I, I, I see it when I go out. I see people doing it, but I didn't realize that the average person is going to get hammered once a week. That's some scary things. And alcohol lowers your testosterone levels. We've done shows on this before. People say, well, I need a drink and red wine is good for you. Alcohol lowers your testosterone level. There's a show that I do right around Valentine's Day every year. It's the only show I ever repeat every year. It's the Food Sex Connection. We talk about how food affects your romantic uh, lifestyle. And one of the things we talk about is if you're going to go out on a date and have a drink, that may not be the best thing for your romantic lifestyle because it's going to help lower your testosterone levels. So if you're drinking that much, you're eating processed meats, you're eating a lot of uh, uh, fatty foods, that can be a problem. The chemicals that are included... Uh, in some, that some people use to make plastics, and when the plastics are more flexible, when things are uh, furniture is flame retardant, it can enter into the food chain via plants or animals. So what do we eat? Plants and animals. Experts also blame the increase in testicular cancer. That's an issue with hormones as well, uh, chemicals, I'm sorry. The number of boys born with one or both testicles missing and changing testosterone levels, all these things are real. And having been in practice and seeing patients for 35 years, these are things that I see. Patients come in and say, Doc, I have this problem. And I'm seeing the trend going more and more toward uh, feminizing the men, especially in our, uh, in our society. And it becomes more of an issue because if the sperm count continues to drop, yeah, maybe you're not as romantic. Uh, we did a report the other day that teenagers are not engaging in their first uh, romantic activity uh, until later on in the years, which I think is okay. But we want to know why. And why is the testosterone levels and sperm counts are dropping? Testosterone is your sex drive hormone. But testosterone isn't just about sex drive. Testosterone helps build muscle. And not just your biceps and your triceps. Your heart's a muscle. Your reproductive organs are muscles. Your blood vessels are muscles. And so as the testosterone levels drop, the body becomes weaker and weaker physically. And that becomes a real serious issue. And then there's this. Documentary, it's called The Disappearing Male. The chemical, and this is interesting because the chemical industry is only about 100 years old. We really started producing chemicals on a mass scale about 100 years ago. But it's in this short time, we've created substances that may be threatening human survival. Now, a handful of these chemicals are detailed in this film. It's called The Disappearing Male. And it gives uh, an educational glimpse into exactly how environmental chemicals, and particularly these gender-bending chemicals, and why they're so detrimental. They're actually affecting your DNA. They're affecting your hormone levels. And we see it more and more. I was on a cruise a couple of years ago, and I remember looking around, sitting at the pool, a bunch of young kids there. And they were big, brawny guys. But most of them started to develop what looked like breast buds. It wasn't that flat pectoral muscle that you think about for a bodybuilder. They looked like they were growing little breasts. And a lot of that has to do, I believe, with the chemicals that these boys are being exposed to. And it's becoming quite clear these chemicals in the environment are promoting significant changes to what's happening with the men. Uh, it's happening to animals. It's happening to humans and mostly the men. 
and it extends to all of us. Now, animals, we're animals too, and it's an estimate that one in six American couples struggle with getting pregnant each year, and that's pretty compelling evidence. The hormone-disrupting environment chemicals are partially to blame. The problem with low sperm counts has become so severe that the World Health Organization had to continually drop what's considered normal sperm count to lower and lower levels. So what do we get normal? Let me, let me go over normal and average with you, and I want you to get this. Average is what everybody else has, okay? If we take everybody, um, and, and w- if we take everybody and, and divide up by, let's say, 100 people, take blood work, take sperm count, divide by 100, that's the average. Normal is what it should be. So I have a problem when I see studies like this to say the normal levels. No, no, it's the average level. Normal is where you should be. When I donate blood, I donate blood on a regular basis. I think it's very important that you donate blood. So when I donate blood, they look at my blood and they say, your blood is so red. And it comes out very quickly. When I donate blood, I'll tell them, listen, keep an eye on my blood bag. It's going to come out faster than most people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they run over and go, my gosh, it really is. Because that's normal blood. It's not average blood. The average person is overweight. The average person has really thick blood, has a viscosity to it. And so it doesn't come out as fast. And so we forgot what normal is. And so the average is what we're talking about. Now, too many men, they had, they had to lower the numbers because too many men were being classified as infertile. So they had to lower the number to make that normal when really it was just average. Now, chemicals may disrupt sperm count along with the quality of the sperm, and it's pervasive in today's modern world. They lurk in personal care products, food containers, medical tubing. This concerns me too, because a lot of times they give you blood and it's running through a tube that's releasing plastic chemicals into the body. It's in toys. Now, if you've listened to my shows before, you've heard me talk about something called bisphenol A and phthalates. These are two very well-known culprits that are endocrine disruptors. Now, bisphenol A, you may see it as BPA, is a common ingredient in a lot of plastics. This includes things like water bottles, children's toys, as well as the lining of most canned foods. That's a kicker. I remember years ago, I worked for a big pizza chain, won't say the name, and I, I was delivering pizza. And in fact, I graduated college already. And I already had, I, I was a doctor and I had a practice, but I had no patients. So I'd see patients during the day and at night I'd deliver pizza for the pizza joint. And I was always afraid I'd deliver pizza to a patient. You know, I was like, hey, Tom, here's your pizza. I'll see you Tuesday and walk out of the door there. But I remember we had this big spatula and we'd have these big cans of tomatoes. We'd have to scrape the can to get all the, 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 the pizza out, the sauce out, because the can was so big, it was about the, enough sauce to do another whole pizza. Now you turn it upside down, everything comes out because we're lining the cans with bisphenol A. And bisphenol A is very dangerous because it's a hormone disruptor. So that's why if you're gonna eat things in a can, especially things that are acidic like tomatoes, I recommend you don't get them in a can. You can get them in these hermetically sealed, like a milk carton type things. That's okay, that doesn't have bisphenol A in it. A glass doesn't have bisphenol A in it. So just be careful about canned goods, especially acidic canned goods like, like tomatoes. Now it's recently been discovered that even a lot of cash register receipts contain this chemical. Now, you're not gonna get enough BPA from a cash registry receipt to affect your body, but if you have it in your, in your per- personal products, if you have it in your canned foods, and you have the cash register receipts, it becomes a problem. BPA is so pervasive, it's been detected in the umbilical cord of blood of 90% of newborn babies tested. Now, recent studies have confirmed suspicions that BPA is affecting male fertility, primarily by reducing sperm quality. Now, one such study, 
It provides the, the, the first epidemiological evidence of an adverse effect on semen quality. It was published in a journal of fertility and sterility, and the researchers found that high urine levels of BPA were significantly associated with decreased sperm concentration, decreased sperm count, decreased sperm viability, and decreased sperm mo mobility or motility uh, compared with those that did, didn't have any detected levels. So we can do a direct comparison. The BPA is high, it's gonna affect the sperm on many different levels. Now the men with detectable BPA levels had more than three times the risk of lowered sperm concentration and lowered sperm vitality. Four times the risk of lowered sperm count, twice the risk of lower sperm motility in women, uh, than in women, uh, than, with women who had this, sorry about that, the women who had this, BPA can also reduce chances of successful in vitro fertilization by interfering with uh, immature egg cell quality. So now it's gonna affect men and women. Two recent studies attest to this. One found an inverse association between BPA concentration and normal fertilization, and the other found that BPA, bisphenol A, is detected in the urine of a majority of women undergoing in vitro fertilization and was inversely associated with the number of eggs retrieved uh, at the peak estradiol levels, which is when they did the studies. Now, you'll see things now. I talked about this years ago, BPA, and BPA was awesome. And it was great, it was the greatest thing in the world. It was plastic, it made plastic flexible. Then we started coming out with the dangers of it. And I reported on it. And then a while, not too long after that, you started seeing things that say BPA free. And if you look at plastics now, especially bottles, uh, drinking containers, a lot of them say BPA free. But in industry sneak here, they started using something called BPS. And BPS is bad, not, it's bad for different reasons as BPA. So we gotta be careful. So the bottom line when it comes to this, I'm gonna cover a little bit more and then I'm going to phthalates. I want you to consider not using plastic. Okay, if you drink out of something, stainless steel would be okay. Uh, I have, when I, I like tea, um, and in the winter I'll drink hot tea, in the summer I'll drink either iced tea or lemonade. I'll take organic lemon juice, some stevia and water and drink it up. Uh, love that. But I don't wanna put it in plastic because acid and lemon juice can cause problems. So st stainless steel is okay, glass is okay. What I do is whenever I buy something that's in a glass jar, if I need to, I save the glass jar. And then when I mix things, I'll use the glass jars. I talk about supplements a lot, the Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Now these are the minimum supplements you should be taking every day. And they're powders. And the reason I make it as a powder is because it's, it, you can get more in there than putting it in a pill and it's a lot less expensive for you, the consumer. So I take a scoop of Super Greens, sc scoop of Essential Source, and I put it in a glass jar, add some coconut milk or almond milk, shake it up and drink it every day, at least once a day. I use a glass jar because A, it's recycled, it's cheaper, I don't have to buy anything, and B, I don't have to worry about any plastics in there. Now, I'm using a cold product, Super Greens Essential Source and Coconut Milk, it's not going to melt the plastic. But when you start thinking, how can I get plastic out of my life, this is what you got to start thinking about. I have glass containers. I, bring my, I, I have a salad at least once a day, and if I bring a salad to work, I put it in a glass container. Could I put it in plastic? Yes. Would it be easier and lighter to carry? Yes. Would it be less likely to break? Yes. However, I know the dangers. And the problem is not the salad, but if I'm eating with a fork, I can scrape the plastic and I'll be getting those chemicals into my body. Is it gonna change your life? Probably, because it's gonna be part of a whole wellness plan. You don't wanna just say, okay, I'm gonna just give up my BPA and I'm gonna be fine. No, you gotta look at this as a whole wellness plan. And BPA is really scary. Phthalates are in personal care products. Phthalates are another group of chemicals that wreak havoc with the reproductive system. Uh, exposure to phthalates can lead to incomplete testicular descent in fetuses, 
reduced sperm counts, testicular atrophy, structural abnormality in the male reproductive organs, and inflammation in newborns. Phthalates are commonly found in where? Vinyl flooring. Don't let your kid crawl around on a vinyl floor. I like hardwoods. I like pre-finished hardwoods. My whole house is pre-finished hardwoods and tile. Much safer. Uh, phthalates can be found uh, in, in detergents, automotive plastics, soap, uh, shampoo, uh, deodorants, fragrances, hairspray, nail polish, plastic bags, food packaging, garden hoses, inflatable toys, uh, blood storage bags even. That kind of concerns me when I donate my blood. Uh, intravenous medical tubing and, and a lot of other places. 200% increase in male genital birth defects have occurred recently. These gender-bending chemicals are the likely culprit behind a 200% increase in male genital birth defects in recent years. Highlighting one of the women, this is in a film I was talking about, who believes her son undescended testicles uh, falls into this category. Could it have been? Probably. Let's assume it wasn't. Let's assume what I'm telling you is wrong. Is there any harm in avoiding these chemicals? Absolutely not. So why not go err on the side of caution? Because I promise you, I talked about BPA and phthalates 10, 15 years ago. Now it's mainstream. And you're seeing things like BPA-free. You're seeing things, uh, we talked about genetically modified foods. Ah, it's no big deal. It's the exact same thing as regular food. And now you're seeing GMO-free, genetically modified organism-free. Why? Because I was right. And I don't want you to wait too long until it's too late. Now, Congress passed the Food Quality Protection Act 1996 which required the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency to initiate the endocrine disruptant screening program and to screen pesticides and other environmental chemicals for the potential effects on the endocrine systems of both humans and uh, animals. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, in the 1990s, some scientists proposed that certain chemicals might be disrupting the endocrine system of humans and of wildlife. A variety of chemicals have been found to disrupt endocrine systems of animals in laboratory studies, and a compelling evidence show, a lot of compelling evidence shows that endocrine systems of certain fish and wildlife have been affected by chemical contaminants. This results in developmental and reproductive problems. So we knew this back in the 90s. However, despite the fact that nearly two decades, or more than that now, have passed since the beginning of the program, the market is still literally flooded with these chemicals and have potential to wreak havoc on reproductive health, especially when exposure occurs in utero and during childhood, as often is the case. So this is where we gotta be careful because as an adult, we're able to handle more things than kids. We think that a kid is a little tiny adult. They're not. They have a different digestive system. They have a different nervous system. And we have to be careful with that. You know, if I punch you, well, that might cause a bruise. I can't punch a baby. They're different. But for some reason, when it comes to chemicals, we think, well, chemicals are chemicals. It's fine. And it scares me because I, I know I, I had pa patients come in. We see a lot of children in our offices. And patients come in, I can smell the dryer sheets. And those dryer sheets are endocrine disrupting chemicals. And they put the dryer sheets in because it makes it smell nice. I want my baby to smell nice. I don't think it smells nice at all because I know how dangerous these things are. So one of the things you got to get out of your life right away are dryer sheets. Get them out of the house. And if you want something to smell nice, you can use essential oils. But if you have these, plug, these things that plug into the wall that make the air freshener, uh, carpet cleaners, carpet uh, sprays you put on uh, fabric to make it smell nice, to block the odors, these are really dangerous things, folks. And I promise you, the more research that comes out, the more and more these products are going to be gently taken away off the market. So don't be caught in this stuff. Uh, by having these artificial smells all around you. Well, if I get my car washed, 
They'll say, you want an air freshener? No, I'm good. And they'll kind of look at me funny, like, but it's free. I don't want one. I'm good. Again, if you want something, uh, essential oils are going to be fine. Strongest evidence showing that exposure to environmental chemicals can lead to disruption of endocrine functions comes from the bizarre changes seen in a number of wildlife species, such as male fish transforming into females, frogs developing a variety of defects like multiple testicles or ovaries, hermaphrodite bears even, which means they have both sexes, male and female. That's just to name a few. The effects are being seen in humans as well. The endocrine disrupting chemical phthalates, for instance, are linked to things like testicular atrophy, meaning testicles are smaller, uh, structural abnormalities. And in experiments on rats, phthalates have demonstrably blocked the action of fetal androgens, which are the male sex hormones, which affect gender development in male offspring. It can lead, again, undescended testicles at birth, testicular tumors later in life. So we know the studies are there. Don't take that chance. Studies have also found boys whose mothers had high phthalate exposure while pregnant were much more likely to have certain demasculizing traits and produce less testosterone. The more a pregnant woman is exposed to high levels of phthalates, the greater risk her son is going to have small genitals, incomplete testicular descent, and that could lead to impaired reproductive development. So this is what's happening now. The generations that have been exposed to a lot of these chemicals are now becoming uh, childbearing. And a lot of them are having problems. Now, it appears that the overall genital tracts uh, of boys are slightly more feminine. It's believed that the phthalates have been adverse effects because they, re they, they reproduce testosterone synthesis. Uh, they reduce, I'm sorry, testosterone synthesis by interfering with the enzyme needed to produce male hormones. You've heard me talk about enzymes in the past. Enzymes are so important. Nobody talks about them. We talk about vitamins and minerals and nutrients and you need to take your supplements. But nobody talks about the enzymes. The enzymes are the things that make everything happen. You're a sack of chemicals. I'm a sack of chemicals. Why are we alive? If I took the exact same amount of chemicals in my body and put it in a bag, it's not alive. It's not me. Why is it alive? Enzymes come into play and cause things to interact with each other. And as our enzyme levels drop, that becomes a big issue. I talk about this a lot with food. I recommend you have something raw at every meal because raw food has enzymes in it. And enzymes help digest the food itself. If you eat a raw carrot versus a cooked carrot, about 70 or 80% of that carrot is digested by the enzymes in the raw carrot itself. Once you cook it above 110 degrees, you wipe out the enzymes. So this is why it's so important you try to add something raw to every meal. Dr. Joe's Supergreens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source, mostly raw. We produce it at a very low temperature so that we don't affect the enzyme levels. And in fact, I take Dr. Joe's digestive enzymes every time I eat a cooked meal. Because as we get older, our enzyme levels drop. We don't digest our food as well. And that's really important. You want to avoid the foods that have these chemicals in it. In the second half of the show, we're going to talk about that. But the chemicals that you're exposing yourself to get into the body. Your skin is a sponge. Anything that comes in contact with your skin is going to get absorbed. So you got to be really careful with lotions and creams and deodorants and hairsprays and uh, shampoos and conditioners. Anything that has the phthalates in them can cause problems. Studies have shown premature babies... Uh, that premature babies are exposed to extremely high concentrations of phthalates, which are widely used in plastics like polyvinyl chloride, used in medical tubing and other medical equipment. With each plastic tube that a newborn is hooked up to, the rate of phthalate exposure increases. And for those premature infants who spend weeks or months in neonatal intensive care, the exposure levels can be extraordinary. A report released by a nonprofit organization, Environment and Health, found that male infants exposed to phthalates through medical procedures are mo uh, at most risk 
from suffering health effects. The one phthalate, there's different types of phthalates called DEHP in particular, is raising concerns because of the research linking it to things like uh, disrupted lactation, decreased dysgenesis syndrome. That's a syndrome involving cryptorchism where the, the, the testicles don't descend. Hypospadia, this is a birth defect where the opening of the urethra is on the, other side, on the underside of the penis and not on the end. And that becomes a big issue. Uh, oligospermia, which is low sperm count, testicular cancer, interference with sexual differentiation in the utero, are we a man or a woman? Uh, enlarged prostate glands, impaired ovaries, uh, increased polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, hormonal disruption, earlier delayed puberty, breast cancer, uterine fibroids. These are some real serious problems, folks. So I really want you to consider getting these chemicals out of your lives, especially women and men, if you're in the childbearing years, because it can affect the uterus and it can affect, it, that can affect the baby, it can affect the fetus, it can affect our sperm counts, it affects our uh, uh, testosterone levels. So just be careful. So what you want to do is consider living a much simpler life. Your diet should consist of mostly fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. That's really the ideal diet. When you start adding animal products, which are loaded with these chemicals, that can affect it as well. Go back to simple, don't use perfumes and hairsprays. Uh, simpler things, unscented is going to be better. And if you have any health issues, if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, my team of doctors and I, we would love to be your doctors. We're chiropractors. We have offices in the Atlanta area, Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. When we come back, I'm going to talk about how the nervous system and pinched nerves can actually affect your sex organs and your reproductive system. It's really important from a chiropractic standpoint. We want to get rid of the pain. We also want to unpinch the nerves that control your organs. DrJoe.com, make an appointment. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app.